Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday, shot clock down to six. Finds Warren. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Cornrows Podcast. This is your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started today, if you have not already, please be sure to go over and rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. And of course, read us over at Indie Cornrows. We always want to hear from you and get your feedback. We have a lot of great stuff coming out. Caitlin Cooper just put out a great article this morning. Uh, I'm psyched to, to be joined again by my good friend and colleague, uh, Tom Lewis. Tom, how are you doing? It's been, a, it's been a minute. I think it's been like a week and a half since we've talked. I know. It seems like it's been months, but it hasn't been that long. But yeah, uh, sad to see summer league summer league go away after tonight. But um, that just means we're closing in on the uh, regular season here. Now. Yeah, uh, it's uh, a little over six weeks, maybe. It's kind of crazy. Season, at least. It's uh, it's very crazy. So, like, in just talking about with summer league, um, I was thinking about it. I'm I'm a little bit ready for it to be done. Like, I I've gotten to the stage yeah. where. You know, watching four games a, a day again. I went from you know, like obviously I was watching like some prospect film for next year and everything, and um, working on some stuff in the background. But you know, we went from no basketball to I think when I was in Vegas, I saw twenty two games, something like that, over the course of like four days. So it was it was a little bit of basketball overload, which is part of what I love about the regular season. But also, it was at the stage where it's like, oh man, I'm just kind of tired. Like, I don't do I need to watch Demarco Pickett play against the. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the whoever they played against last night. I can't even remember because my dog was so pissed that I was watching basketball at, at 10 p.m. But, um, yes, and like you mentioned, we are 63 days away from the, the opening tip-off of the ah, there season, we go. which is just insane. Because if you think about it, I mean, we'll have preseason starting up probably two weeks before then. Training camp starts up before then. Like, really, we oh, have yeah. about two weeks off before Month. things start to ramp up again. <laughs> so I'm going to take the make the most of it. I'll, of course, be potting and everything still, but – um, yeah, we have a, a lot coming up and it's going to be kind of weird having the, the season sort of back to normal, almost like the dates are going to be normal. I don't know how normal the season's going to be. I think it, it's just going to depend how that plays out. But um, yes, we have a, a lot to look forward to. But we, before we even look forward, we got to talk about Summer League. We're going to have some more overarching takeaways and thoughts. Um, first and foremost, uh just seeing basketball live and in person again was awesome, Tom. Like I got so no, I, I don't I don't have you ever been to summer league? I've never been now. Oh, okay. No. Well, I, I recommend it. I don't recommend the amount of money it costs, uh, because the food is like <laughs> buying like I think my average meal price was twenty seven dollars. Next time I go, I'm getting wow. a hotel yeah. with the kitchenette because it was it's literally unaffordable. It's insane. Um, especially as somebody who's a, a recently minted college grad. Um I, I would not recommend uh, eating out every meal, but you know that's that's one of the things where I'm sure you know now. When I'm 24, I don't think about that. I didn't. I did not even think. I did not have an inkling about that going in. Um, Goes quick. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, but point being, when you're there, uh, so the first game I got to watch them play was against the Hawks in person um, at the Thomas and Mack Center. Well, actually, it was at Cox Pavilion, which is connected to the back. And that's a smaller gym. Mm -hmm. that's more like high school setting. And I sat like 10 rows up. And like just seeing nice. everything in person is amazing. Like it's so different. I I mean I hadn't been to a live game in like three years. I'd sat in on some practices and stuff at 
uh, at a couple of universities, but like actually being in person and seeing a game live and in that setting is so different. And actually, I think this is more of just an overall observation, but one of the coolest things that I saw that I didn't, I forgot to mention on this last pod, um, but Miles Turner, like there were, most of the Pacers players were there. Actually, Miles was there. Karis was there. TJ was there. Uh, TJ Warren, I should say. Uh, I know Sabonis was not there. I don't think McConnell was. And also Sabonis just got married. So that would be part of the reason why he wasn't yeah. there. Um, but point being, a lot of the guys were there uh, watching from the front row. One of the coolest things is watching Miles like kind of coach from the front row. Like that's not <laughs> something you pick up on watching on TV. Like Miles mm-hmm. was almost as vocal as the guys on court, like calling out stuff for nice. Isaiah Jackson. And uh, he talked to him throughout the games. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts that I noticed throughout summer league. And I, I don't know if people picked up on that from just watching, but uh, really cool thing. You can tell he's already invested in helping him. And like, we've already heard about that stuff with like how he helps Goga uh, in practice and everything. And, so yeah, that was one of my favorite things that I that I took away from it. Uh, before we even talk about individual players, how did you feel about um, c- coaching? Is maybe the wrong way to put it, but like, how did you feel about the direction of the team? Like the way that um, the staff tried to implement everybody and get get everyone into their spots and, and try and develop them from there. Obviously, it's a small sample size, only five games, but um, I mean, how did you feel about that overall? Oh, you know, it was just nice, low blood blood pressure. I felt like they're in control. <laughs> mm. I felt like, um, you know, even, even, you know, those first couple of games where there was some, some, you know, issues in the end of game stuff. Um, but when you're playing with all new guys, it, it was just, you know, the way the team was playing and, and, and playing hard and, and getting coached, I felt was, was great. And one thing, you know, I know sitting that close, the communication, you can really pick up on, like you mentioned with Miles, but even just the players and, and seeing who the guys are who are who are trying to lead on the court, which you can't really pick out. Um, that, well, I know there was uh, one of the games that Duarte uh, mic'd up, and, and you could hear a little bit of that. Um, uh, but I, I just felt like, you know, they were getting them in the right position, and, and everybody kind of knew what they were doing considering the, the lack of preparation. Um, which was which was nice overall, and then just the you know the general um, arc of the team from from that first game through the end, um, you know they just seem more comfortable and, and and just play well. So yeah, it, it definitely felt like yep we can tell that the Carlisle influence is is starting to take hold a little bit, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree. Like I think I was really. Uh pleased especially too because i went i mean i watched as much basketball as possible i mean part of it is like you pay a lot of money to get in every day so i'm not going to miss any basketball because i, I damn well paid for it but yeah <laughs> um like in watching uh i, I was just it, in terms of overall direction and like like you're mentioning like on composure seeing how guys were being utilized um i was really impressed with the way that the pacers handled things um, they weren't the most talented team at summer league, but I do think they showed some of the most uh, out of any of the teams there. If that makes sense, like the Trailblazers, I don't know if you caught any of the Trailblazers games. Oh, I was like, disappointed. what are they doing? Exactly, I was disappointed. Is all hell in them. Like, uh, invite. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sound too harsh, but like to me, like Michael Beasley, Antonio Blakeney, yeah. um, Kenneth Reed, those are. Those are camp tryout guys. They do not need to be in summer league. Like I don't, I did not understand that at all. Like there are guys who like, okay, if you're a fringe NBA guy, 
and you've maybe played like a hundred games in the NBA. I get it. I think that makes sense. But like you're taking like a guy who's been in the G league for like five or six years in Antonio Blakeney, who's been fantastic in the G league, just hasn't really worked out in the NBA. I think I understand him more, but like Michael Beasley and Kenneth Farid have played a decade in the NBA. What are they doing at summer yeah. league? And neither of them looked particularly good to be honest, but um, I was pretty disappointed with that, but like, that's more speaking to the Pacers. Like, excuse me. Like, uh, they were the, the the Blazers team, and there were a couple others that did sort of similar things. Were just kind of playing for the hell of it. It felt like um, it really felt like the the team was prioritizing. Okay, we want to get as much as we can out of Chris Duarte and Isaiah Jackson and Cassius to an extent too. Um, and that evolved into seeing more from Kiefer Sykes later on as he uh, uh, got some more comfortability out there with the team. But like you could see, like okay, we want to run a lot of stuff through Chris Chris Duarte try and see what we can get out of him on ball, um, run him off of a bunch of actions. Like I thought personally, like just we can flow into talking about the war table. Like I thought the best he looked is instead of like running out of straight spread pick and roll. Cause I didn't think he was great with that. Like part of that's just, it's not his game. Like he can run pick and roll, but I thought he looked a lot better coming off of an Iverson cut or coming off of a couple screens and flowing into an action is where he felt most comfortable like when he's already running against a set defense, he was really struggling seeing help coming from the nail. Um, and that's where a lot of his turnovers were coming from. Like he's still not a great uh, playmaker out of pick and roll, but I actually was pretty impressed with his reactive playmaking. So if he's getting downhill or he's coming out of transition um, or he's coming off of a second side action and the defense adjusts to what he's doing, because he, he drove really well. I was impressed with his drive game was one of the things that stood out for me, but um, he was doing really well finding some dump off passes. He actually threw the lob pretty well to Isaiah Jackson. Um, I just I, I was impressed overall with Duarte and the shot making was, of course, phenomenal. Like he finished really well at the rim. Um, but then also like the off the dribble shot, like I knew the off the dribble stuff was going to be there. But like pulling out like, you know, he he did a lot of one dribble sidestep stuff like that at Oregon. But pulling out the step backs, uh you know, doing a little bit out of pick and roll, uh, shooting threes and, and some pull-ups out of there too. Um, I was impressed with like overall, like his, what he did on offense, it was really cool seeing that kind of blossom uh, over the five games. And he was, he, he was, I mean, by metrics, some of my friends work over at this place called Sports Info Solutions. It's a new uh, scouting service that's kind of coming about. They're really, really fantastic in their work. Um, in terms of looking at like points added uh, or it's I can't remember the exact name of it, but like he was top three among all players in summer league for for uh, for their overall impact metric, which stands track with what you're watching on court. Um, we can talk about it, yeah. the defense in a minute, but I mean, what did you think of his offense? Because I was I was uh, he surpassed my expectations for what I was going to what I was hoping for in summer league. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, and just going right back, you know, I, I appreciate how the Pacers um, played him so much um, and played most of the guys, like you say, that they really wanted to look at. Um, you know, some years it's like a game on, a game off, or, you know, you're getting everybody in. And they really kind of let the, the main guys that I think we all kind of wanted to see get some extended run in, in those first four games. Um, obviously, he didn't play in the last game. But, um, yeah, overall, I was the, – the thing that – was great was seeing that I mean he was really it seemed like the focal point of the offense in a variety of ways and like you say um but those didn't always suit his strengths but I mean he didn't look completely lost out there either um which is great and and you can see like 
I felt like, man, if he is in the focal point <laughs> on the court, he's going to be a nice piece to have in there with other guys who, um, you know, more veteran guys. Um, there's going to be a way to utilize him and um, let him make an impact. And, you know, I go back just thinking of, you know, what's his role going to be initially, you know, basically filling whatever gap, you know, we have with, with Doug McDermott. And I feel like overall his overall game is already at a point where I feel confident in him filling that role. Um, but, yeah, his his ability to, to hit that outside shot, I think, opens everything else up for him. And when he's not going to be the primary focal guy, you know, I'm sure there may be times on the second year where he may be handling the ball a little bit more, but um, but even then, I think there would be a, a little bit different role than they had him playing there. But it was it was just the fact that he he was that primary guy, and the defense was primarily focusing on him, and like you say, making him make those decisions in spots where he may not have been comfortable. Um, you know, it, it was pretty good overall. Um, you know. It wasn't a disaster. Uh, I never felt like it was ever a disaster, you know. Um, it's going to be turnovers. And, you know, he, he's always trying to make a play. It didn't seem like he, he wasn't assertive in those situations. So, uh, overall, just really happy and just a, a steady guy that I think they can already rely on heading into the start of the year. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's worth noting, too, like he's not a guy who's going to create from a standstill in the half court. Like I mentioned a little bit, like he's not somebody who I think should be running a bunch of just spread pick and roll from the top of the arc, mm-hmm. um, especially, too, if they were running side pick and roll and it was an empty corner. He was struggling a little bit, too, with how aggressive the help was able to be. Um, but overall, like you're mentioning, like I think in envisioning his role, like he's going to be coming off of stuff from Malcolm or second side stuff right. like just he's not right. going to be asked to create from a standstill which is a good thing like I, I think he maybe will have some capability moving forward um but also too one thing i want to hit on like uh this isn't just an age thing like i i saw a lot of people be like well he's 24 he should be doing this i'm like it's yeah. not that simple like uh we've seen a lot of guys who have come out like there were guys on this team who are 25 26 27 who have played in the nba or played in the G league for a while who have more experience than Chris Duarte and they're not capable of doing what he's doing. Um, I, I don't, you know, we just don't really like, there are tracks and like trends you can look at, but for the most part, like Chris Duarte is on his own trend. Like every guy has their own trajectory. And I, I just, I understand some of the frustration a little bit with like him being an older product. Well, I don't really understand it in all honesty. Like I get it, but also we, a lot of people who are getting pissed just simply did not watch him play at Oregon uh, so I don't really understand some of the frustration. Like this pick has made sense. He wouldn't have been my first pick. Uh, I've said that before, but like it, it makes sense. Like we we understand why the pick was made and he's looked really damn good. Um, this isn't just about him being 24 and being able to dominate summer league. This is about him coming in and being a very good player um, for this level. And of course, there's going to be growing pains in the NBA, but I feel really comfortable about where he's at. And another thing I want to hit on too is looking at the defense and not just the defense, but athletically, I was pretty impressed too. Like, I don't think he's a significant, like, massive plus athlete, but um, he some of the uh, some of the plays he was making defensively and in transition, uh, I thought lended credence to to showing his athleticism. Like, he's not a super uh, bursty or or incredible straight line speed guy, but his verticality was really impressive to me. Like, he did yeah. a lot of stuff as a second side rim protector that you just don't expect out of somebody who's a six six guard. Um, 
like that was stuff that you saw at Oregon, but seeing it translate in in summer league was really cool. Um, I do think some of it's going to have to be reined in because a lot of it was like, I mean, he was very aggressive helping off uh, off his man. And I think that'll get picked on more at the NBA level, but that's, you know, that's young player stuff that is a way to get worked out. Um, but again, like that, especially like playing a more like what I, I don't, I, I still don't know entirely what kind of defense the Pacers are going to employ with Sabonis in the regular season. And we're going to see what that looks like, but um, just having another player who could be impactful off the ball. And he, to be honest, he was not awesome on the ball as a defender. Um, like he's not the most laterally quick guy and he's got a pretty high base and he still needs to work on strengthening up, but like, he's going to be good enough where he's not going to get absolutely killed on ball. And he's enough of a plus off ball where he's a, a, a neutral or above defender, in my opinion. Um, and we saw that throughout summer league and I was really impressed with him. Yeah. Those instincts off the ball, you know, just seem natural to him, just hunting plays basically. Um, you know, sometimes almost like a little, little bickish, uh, pre-safety type instincts where um, he can, um, you know, anticipate and, and get in the right spot. Uh, yeah, and I agree, you know, he's not going to lock anybody up one-on-one. Um, and honestly, <laughs> in the NBA these days, that, that, that's a hard task for, for about anybody. But um, but I, I think overall, he, he's going to be a, a plus defender, like you say, for uh, – Within a deep, whatever team defensive scheme we we land on here with this group uh, and whoever's out there, um, which uh, will be interesting. You know, just not to completely go tangential, but um, one one thing I thought of when you were talking about Miles is that that kind of yet another indication that it's going to be surprising if he goes somewhere now if he's dealt. You know, I mean, there's been all these. You know, he, he's working out with Carlisle and and he's been doing all these things. Um, going to see the Pacers, coaching them up. You know, those aren't things that you'd be doing if if there there were strong indications that you were going to be dealt um, if if the right deal came along. So um, I'm not going to say the, the two names together. We'll just move <laughs> on. I just want to make that point. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a very fair point, Tom. Uh, you, you always gotta you gotta watch out for the for strays coming through. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point. I also would say, too, like, that just kind of speaks to who Miles is. Like, I think Miles has always been yeah. that guy. Um, and it's just cool seeing that in person because I think that's stuff that, that fans don't necessarily see without being up close in person. Um, I think that's really all I have on Duarte right now. And I'd love to talk about Isaiah Jackson because he had, like, yesterday was an insane watch, man. He was uh, – he I think he finished 4 of 14 from the field, which wasn't great. Just, like, speaking on his offense really quick overall, like um, – I loved yesterday for him. Like one of the things I've liked about him is he's not hesitant at all doing things. Mm -hmm. um, you could actually say that he's very willing to, uh, to to try and throw something out there. Like he tried to make some pretty audacious passes yesterday, resulted in a couple turnovers. But um, I really like what he's trying to do. Like he's trying to do a lot of give and goes. Like even if, like if he, uh, um, it's not the same as as Thad, but like kind of some of the stuff where like he's floating in the paint, um, he gets the ball sees a guy cutting and automatically tries to make that pass. Like he's very much so a, I'm going to make the decision as quick as possible guy. Um, and I like that. He tried to do a lot of, a lot more like yesterday, even though it didn't work perfectly, I feel like it was the most we saw him try to utilize his face up game and do more uh, from the perimeter than he had all, all of the, uh, all, all of summer league. Like a lot of it was just him in pick and roll 
Um, and he looked fantastic in pick and roll, to be honest. Like, he looked very good as a rebounder, obviously. Did some good stuff as a follow-up, put-back guy um, off of misses. Um, but yesterday was like the first time where we really saw him be like, okay, I'm going to try and take some some shots out of the mid-range. And again, that's not – this is summer league. Like we want to see guys workshop that stuff. And I liked that. Um, I mean, we saw him do a lot of elbow playmaking uh, throughout the five games. Uh, we saw him do uh, – like he started getting some pin-ins uh, for corner threes. Uh, he would like come off of a little curl – the wing would set a back screen for him and he would take a shot from the corner. Like I liked seeing that kind of stuff. Like uh, the, the Pacers very much so wanted to see him work from the elbows. Um, you know, if the, if the play wasn't there uh, for him to make a pass, he would drive. It wasn't perfect, but like you can see the framework there. Um, I was just really encouraged by what he did offensively yesterday and throughout summer league, honestly. Yeah. I felt like yesterday um, part of the game plan was, Go get some big fell. Let's see. Let's see some yes. shots. And you know, and that, like you say, that's that's why they're in summer league doing this. Um, but yeah, he he uh, he is gonna. I feel like gonna be fun to to see develop here, um, just because. Again, I mentioned the instincts with <laughs> Duarte, but you know, I feel like he's already got some of those good defensive instincts and and the feet. You know, he's willing to move. Um, and, you know, he had a little bit of foul trouble yesterday, but I thought it was going to be much worse over the full week, uh, his foul issues. I thought he was going to maximize that 10-foul rule um, on some of these games, but he actually, you know, he was he was pretty solid and, and you know, didn't look his age out there quite a bit, which was, which was great. Um, so, obviously, I don't know what kind of role he would, you know, I feel like he's going to need some Fort Wayne runs and, and, and that type of stuff. Uh, to get more minutes. I mean, really, that's what it is for him is just, you know, growing, getting stronger, and, and getting reps um, wherever he can get them. Uh, but uh, definitely a, a promising promising guy to have having the fold there. And, and uh, again, similar, as I said, with everybody, it seemed like, well, not everybody, but, but these young guys and, and the team in general, just that progression of getting more comfortable and, and just playing better throughout the, throughout the full week was, uh, was great to see. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's worth noting too, like Isaiah is just not ready for an NBA role. Like I would want people to slow their roles a little bit. He's, he's not ready for that. Yeah. I think the team has been pretty, uh, you know, forward and, and hedging on that and saying, Hey, you know, like we, we want, we think he's going to be much more of a, you know, wait and see and, and develop kind of guy. And he's going to spend time in Fort yeah. Wayne. Like I think Chad Buchanan basically mentioned that on, uh, on draft night um, or the day after the draft. I can't remember exactly when he spoke, but um, that, I mean, you saw that, like, I think the defense was extremely good, but also like he jumps at everything. Like, I mean, yeah. and not in a bad way. Like I appreciate that he's trying to contest that, but that's something like he'll foul out so quickly in the NBA right now. Um, and I mean, the, the perimeter skills on defense were really impressive, too. Like, there was a play yesterday. Um, I think it was Isaiah Todd who we closed out on. I can't remember. But he was uh, it was in the third quarter uh, on the weak side corner. Um, uh, Isaiah was in rim protection and then closed out to the corner off of, off of help, um, forced a drive, and then slid and cut it off. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's fantastic. Like, he was doing stuff like that throughout – um, but yesterday was just, I mean, he, he tied the freaking summer league blocks record in 20, less than 21 minutes of play um, with seven. Like if he'd played uh, part of it too, though, like he had six fouls, like um, 
So right. obviously I think you have 10 fouls in summer league or something like that. I right. can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, I mean like that, that tracked, like he was playing really damn well on defense yesterday. Like he, it felt like he blocked like close to double digits above the break threes this summer league. Like it, it's not like full on, like punching it into the stanchion or anything, but um, like he's just like running out and, uh, and tipping the ball because he's so he's got the length and he's able to do that with his athleticism. So um, yeah, like you can, you, you could see the framework of that stuff again, like he's, he's still a ways off from being an NBA role player or, or an NBA rotation guy. Um, but just, uh, yesterday was, was a game from him. That was, that was so fun to watch. And he does have that. I mean, he, he, he really has that, you know, positive energy, always on energy, um, as well, but, um, kind of hard to quantify <laughs> you can't quantify it really but you know his his effort out there is, is always strong and he's like you say jumping at everything but he's he's also active and um not not making mistakes by being tentative that's for sure you know it's kind of a you know who's i mean like jacar stampson's kind of have that energy when he's in the game he's he's out there hunting plays trying to do something um and just having that energy is a great trait to have for a young guy like that um, to now build his skill around because uh, that'll serve him well. Just um, being able to make an impact, if nothing else, you know, defensively and, and facilitating uh, until he starts polishing his game up more at the offensive end. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we can transition away from Isaiah a little bit. We don't have as much to say as from the other guys, but let's talk about Castro Stanley really quick. Um he had his qualifying offer rescinded. I believe that was on Friday. I can't, the, the time just blends together for me. I believe it was on Friday uh, after the third game. Um, I was not super surprised by that. He had a pretty rough summer league to start. Um, he closed out really well. Honestly, the last game and a half was probably the best basketball we've seen from him with the Pacers, to be honest. Um, but the first three and a half games were kind of undeniably just not great for him. Like noticeably against the Hawks, um, he had Sharif Cooper switch onto him and he could not drive on him, which, I mean, that's been the biggest thing for, for Cassius so far. His handle is just not there. Um, especially for a player of, of his size. Like if you're six, six, you need to be able to dribble unless you're doing something crazy yeah. outlier as a shooter. Um, and the shot really wasn't there for him either. He shot below 31% from three on fairly low volume. He was passing up quite a few looks um, throughout summer league until this last game and a half. Uh, went two or four yesterday and just looked a lot more confident. The driving was there for him. Um, I mean, overall, like, where are you at with the last uh, roster spot? Because I'm at the point now where I think I would be fine if they gave it to, to Cassius. Because I think somebody brought up a really great point to me yesterday in the IC comments saying, you know, like, it is worth noting that he didn't have a normal rookie year. Like the G league season was shortened. He didn't get to play as much there. So I, I would go back and hedge though and say like, well, yes, he didn't improve necessarily during his rookie year. And he had a weird rookie year and he didn't really get time with the, the NBA club after the G league season. But also there were a lot of guys in the NBA who did improve even with the shortened year. So I don't want to be overly critical, but we do have to be realistic still with it. Yeah, I mean, there's still time to work on your game, um, and and that type of thing, and and you know, I kind of talk about that energy of Jackson. I feel like for all the athleticism that Stanley can show, um, 
he he doesn't always have that energy out there, and I and I feel like there is more of a tentative um, side to his game that that doesn't allow him to tap into to you know all that burst and everything. And like I say, you know, not having a competent handle, um, and then you know being kind of streaky with the shooting um, will we'll do that. And also, you know, just being aware of what you're doing. I know uh, one of the first two games, I can't remember which, but I just recall a transition. And the team was doing a good job getting back, but then one guy was lost, Stanley lost his guy, and they had an open three. And, and those little things um, start adding up, I think, in the, in the minds of the coaches. So um, it, it was kind of interesting after that, basically getting released and becoming a free agent, he, he started lighting it up. So uh, maybe he needed that little boost. We'll see. Um, but I, yeah, I, you know, I'm. We have the last roster spot. Of course, it's not going to be a huge impact on how the season goes. And you know, being considering he's so young, I'd be fine with them bringing him back. And and you know, if push comes to shove and they have to do something, then obviously they can can let him go and, and bring somebody else in. But um, I, I'd be fine with that. Just to um, you know, give him another opportunity to. Um, continue showing what he can do under a new coach. He's also, you know, having the coaching changes and all that stuff to deal with as well. So it, it definitely wasn't a fair shape, but like you said, kind of everybody in the league was in that boat to some degree, um, especially young guys trying to get a chance. So, um, you know, he, if he gets another chance, that'd be great, but I, I understand if they, they're moving on. I, I mean, I guess if they are moving on, um, you know, it could be a positive move for, for somebody else coming in to, to fill a need. You know, possibly a point guard. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great point. And again, like I think I had a couple of people ask me if I thought it was because the qualifying offer got rescinded. I don't think it was that. Like, it's not that he wasn't trying hard. It just for whatever oh, no. reason, things clicked for him the last <laughs> game and a half, uh, especially yesterday. Like, again, I'll, I'll say it. Like, I mean, that was the best game that I think I've seen from him the last year and a half, like since he's been in the NBA slash G League. Um, and if he can play like that consistently, like he just was aggressive, like even with he was willing to make mistakes. Like, I think that's been a thing for him. He's not he, he's kind of struggled with wanting to make mistakes. Like he wants to always make the right play. And sometimes that results in him making a bad play because he's just he's he's hesitating too much, um, like yeah. sort of like we used to see with Miles on offense, like and Miles repped that out and really improved his feel for the game. I think Cassius still has has to work on that. And it, it showed signs of improvement right there. But um, like he threw a couple of really nice post entry passes to Isaiah. One of them was a turnover, but one ended up getting, you know, a foul drawn, like things like that. Like um, just need to see more willingness to do that. And I think if, you know, it's just going to depend on what the, what the Pacers are at. He's the kind of guy too um, that I think regardless, he's going to get camp tryouts anywhere. Cause he does have that. I mean, he was oh, yeah. uh, a rival's, blue blood you know like i think he was uh i would believe he was a five-star recruit or or like a really high four-star um when he went to duke and he's got the incredible athleticism like he's going to he's going to get more chances somewhere but it'll just be uh depending on what happens with the pacers um but like you mentioned looking for a point guard uh j michael of indy star reported recently um in that same piece about how chris uh, not 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 chris uh how cassius stanley was having his offer rescinded the pacers since trading Aaron Holiday, I've been poking around trying to make moves, uh, notably trying to get off of Jeremy Lamb's deal. Nothing went through for that. 
Uh, but they've been trying to find a uh, a third point guard to add to the roster. Um, and somebody who has popped up has been Kiefer Sykes with the team. Uh, initially, I had no idea what to think of him because uh, I, I was very uh, confused is the wrong way to put it. But um, I wasn't really sure what the direction was when he got the uh, um, the um, geez, I can't think of the right word. When he got the uh, the summer league invite uh, for the team after hitting the game winning shot for uh, in the basketball tournament, I'd never heard. I mean, I'd like kind of loosely heard of Kiefer Sykes from when he was playing college ball still, but I, I hadn't heard anything about him professional wise. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect from him coming in, but he really rose over the last couple games with the team. He had a really good game yesterday. Obviously, he's kind of small. Like, I think he's listed at six foot, and that seems generous. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I was pretty impressed with him, honestly. Like, th- that was one of my only gripes with the team is they're really – and maybe I felt like part of it was because they wanted to see – um, Chris run a lot of the offense, but there wasn't really anybody on the team who could run the offense outside of Duarte and, and Sykes took over a little bit and got to that stage. But, um, the point guard play was pretty rough. Like Jordan Bones started for, uh, for the summer league. Uh, he did not look great. Uh, Dwayne Washington had a monster first game. And then from there he was kind of, um, like just kind of there is maybe that that sounds like an unfair way to put it, but like I think I saw Dwayne Washington pass twice yesterday. Um, basically, whenever Dwayne Washington got the ball, it was going up, man. Like he was either going to the rim or he was shooting it. And um, I mean, I think that happens a lot in summer league, but it felt very prescient with that. Um, but Kiefer Sykes was like the guy who, like yesterday, he really grew into his role. He went from playing very small minutes in the first two games to um, taking over as the starter and. Um, I was just impressed. Like he did some good stuff out of pick and roll. Uh, he was taking some pull-up jumpers that look good. He shot the three decently, even though without high volume. So, you, you know, again, you have to take with a grain of salt. And even for being small, like I thought he played pretty good defense at the point of attack. He was hunting the lanes to try and pick off some passes. Like he's the kind of guy where he's probably never going to be a positive on the defensive end, but um, he was positioning himself well and he was aggressive. That's all you can really ask for. Um I was really impressed with his driving ability too. Like you're not going to expect him to drive at like Joel Embiid or um, Rudy Gobert or anything, but even against like some of the better rim protectors that the Pacers faced, uh, like he did a really good job. Like he throws in a lot of hesitations and stutters in his dribble. Um, and he's got pretty good verticality too for when he gets to the rim. And I thought he finished well there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all, all, overall, like how would you feel if, if let's say Kiefer Sykes got the, uh, the final roster spot over Cassius or what did you see from him that you liked? Yeah. I mean, he was uh, fun to watch. I mean, you know, I think he, he was signed before that shot. I know on the TV, they kept making it sound like he, he made the shot and the Pacers called him up, but I, I think he was already set to join them before that tournament. It was just a matter of when he got done, but they, um, but regardless, um, I mean, he, he's a pro he has been an NBA pro, but I mean, he's played a lot of ball all over yeah. the world. Um, so he's got that maturity about him. He's, he's probably been in every possible situation you can imagine, um, including, you know, being the lead dog, having to get buckets or, or having to make plays for his team uh, in quite a few situations. So, um, you know, to me, he would be a great, you know, third point guard steady as a rock. He's not probably got the, great size so he's not a guy that um you know basically backing up tj mccollum something goes haywire right yeah um but 
like you say, I, I love the way he was finished. There was a play, just a lovely play that was executed. There's a couple back screens and um, after the pick, and then Duarte popped out to three, and he was wide open. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. And I thought Sykes was going to flip it back over his head, but then he just took it up, and like you say, his, his you know, burst and, and ability to get the rim was turned into an easy layup for him. Um, and, you know, he, he's got a game, <laughs> and he's not afraid. And, you know, if they're in a situation where uh, through injuries or whatever happens and, and you had to put him in there, that's a guy you could trust, I feel, who could develop. And, um, and he's going to be a guy, obviously, when you look at his resume, he's going to be fine in whatever role he can play in the NBA, and, and um, he's going to give you everything he has. So, um, uh, you know, I, I feel like is it the same way with, with, with Washington. When I was I was thinking, you know, oh, it's probably going to be Washington or Sykes maybe because if, if they're, they're not going to want to spend a lot on that last spot. Um, but you're right. I mean, Washington at best, you would call him a score first. <laughs> point guard I think um, and I think he, he would need much more development in that side of the game to, to become that third guy um, whereas Sykes I think has everything covered um, obviously size is an issue but for the role you're playing in that in that spot um, I think they could do a lot worse than they're giving him a chance yeah definitely and also too like I was uh, scanning around the other day, there really are not a lot of other options too. Like, uh, especially looking around, like I think Grant Riller hasn't uh, signed yet. Like I know um, Charlotte renounced his rights, if I remember correctly, and going through and finding stuff. It's actually really hard to find information on some of the uh, um, guys who are still playing summer league, but like are on the end of a rotation. Like it's, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I, it's been difficult. But I believe Grant Riller had his, um, his, uh, free agent i mean gosh they had restricted free agency rights on him and they renounced him um or didn't send him the qualifying offer um he's been interesting like he's a little bit older i think he's 24 um he's played decently at summer league he played pretty well in the g league last year didn't really get a lot of nba reps he was somebody who i, I and others were high on when he was uh coming out in the 2020 draft but um another name to keep an eye on just in case but i, I still think mm -hmm. they would probably go in-house um, it just seems like given how they normally tend to do things, but yeah. Did, uh, do you have any other real takeaways? Cause to be completely honest, I don't really like, I wasn't, I don't want to say that I wasn't impressed with other guys at summer league, but nobody else really popped for me that um, I thought stood out as somebody who would get called up to the main roster uh, watching the team. Right. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. I mean, that first game for Washington was crazy, but then, you know, he kind of leveled out for the rest of the time. Um, yeah, you know, well, I, O'Shea Brissett, I thought. Oh, he looked fantastic. Came in, so got good. his work in, and got out. It was like, okay, thanks, O'Shea. That was nice. So, yeah. Um, and he probably, you know, helped solidify his future with the team, I would think, you know, just because of the way he came in. And he looked like the pro of pros out there. Um, and, uh, you know, it really defensively and everything. So, it was uh, that was a quick shout out to him, I guess, for me because I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. 
Yeah, he um, looked noticeably. He, showed uh, up, he looked go. noticeably stronger. Like he looked like he'd filled out a little bit more. Maybe that was yeah. just my in-person bias, but he looked like he was stronger. The drive game was awesome from him because I think Caitlin tweeted out he only took like 19 drives to the rim last year with the Pacers. Oh, yeah, was that was crazy because he was. Yeah. yeah, he was getting the rim. He was driving like five or six times a game in the games he played. Like in the Atlanta game, was fantastic. Like he. Uh, uh, the finishing numbers were great, but that was because he was getting fouled the shit out of every time he drove to the rim. I think he was averaging like nine free throws per game. Um, that's the kind of stuff we want to see. Like the, people always are like, yeah, the Pacers need someone who can draw free throws. Like we know, like, uh, yeah, I think he's a guy who you look at, maybe he can do that next year, especially too. like, if he's able to keep a shooting up, like that's going to be very important for him and for the Pacers, first of all, but second of all, if he's able to, to build off of that, that'll be really exciting. Um, and it looked like that's something that's there. The, the handle looked a little bit more functional. Like his athleticism just totally popped. He was the only player on the team who could do anything against Jalen Johnson in that Atlanta game. Um, but yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm excited to see him play this year. Uh, he looked like somebody who very much so is coming in poised um, and has, has definitely put some improvement into his, his craft um, moving into this next year. Which actually has me want to close out on one more guy, um, more of like a vibe check. Where are you at on Goga? Because I'm getting to the stage where I'm mm. a little bit worried. Um, I And I, I don't want to be like, you know, overly concerned over nothing. I'm not just trying to drum up anything. But uh, I, I saw some people put out that they weren't, they were like, you know, whatever, like he would have killed the competition. I'm like, yeah, but that's the point. Like he's supposed to come <laughs> in and play two or three games, build up his confidence. Um absolutely slaughter summer did. league yeah. and, and do what O'Shea yeah. did. Yeah. Cause frankly, I think it would have been even better than O'Shea if he's playing in summer league in some ways. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, I mean, he left with due to personal, personal reasons. He was dealing with an injury when he first got to summer league anyways. Um, uh, he put something out on Instagram showing he was back in Indiana uh, two days ago, I believe. Um, but it hasn't really been disclosed. I don't really know what's up. And it's just a little bit like, I'm starting to hit the stage where not that I'm again, not that I'm nervous, but just the way that everything has worked out for Goga has there's just kind of been one roadblock after the other. Um, and this yeah. season is really big for him as a player um, and, and for what he is with the organization. And part of it, too, like it is on the organization for, for where he's at as a player right now. It's not just on Goga. I'm sure some people will fight that, but I will. That's that's where I'm at. Um, I mean, where are you at with him and, and how everything's yeah, I mean, going so far? It, it, it definitely, you know, it's a 50-50 in my mind. At least, you know, it's, we, we talk about Cassius Stanley having to develop and all that uh, on his own and everything, and that, that's kind of what Gomez has been left to do. I mean, he's had untimely injuries, obviously. Obviously, the summer league issues he had, not getting able to, to have those times earlier in his career. But then the fact, you know, the, the – the team drafted him with Miles and Sabonis, and it was like, okay, how how long are you going to make this guy hang around before you see what he can do? Because um, you know, it, it whatever progression he has, and, and maybe he's developing is much better right now as we speak. But it seems you know, it, it's been stagnant at, at best. Um, and because, you know, the opportunity isn't there. And, you know, we were just talking about O'Shea in my mind. I was thinking, here, here we are again. We talked about this last year before the season, I think. But the, the players have a lot of good players. And 
that rotation right now, you know, just take away the starters, assuming Miles and Sabonis start, you know, you still have O'Shea, you got Justin Holiday, you know, you got Ed Sumner, um, and, you know, obviously TJ McConnell is going to be your point guard, and, and, you know, the amount of minutes available um, aren't there for a lot of these guys, and, and you're going to want to get Duarte in there, you know, obviously. So, um, Goga's still going to have to, it's going to be a challenge that, to where he can find a, a meaningful role or a consistent role or anything um, right now. So, um, especially if they start staggering those minutes as, as we expect with, with Miles and Sabonis. So, um, that's frustrating. And, and, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he wasn't frustrated with, with the way things are going as well um, with the organization. And, and I, I just hope that they can, you know, find some, some way to resolve it with them. And, and, you know, maybe the best thing for him to do is move on and, and get a fresh start somewhere else. And again, I put that on, on the team for taking him in the, and putting him in that position mm-hmm. for starters. Um, you know, I don't know if they were hoping he would just jump out and be better than both miles or as a bonus. Um, and, and they were going to do one of those guys, but, um, the fact is, right now, that's a, that's a quagmire for him, um, and it's got to be frustrating. So, um, I, I, I share your concerns. Yeah, and I think it's something we'll have to talk about moving forward. I mean, we have <laughs> going to have to talk about it in quotations. We've been talking about it for forever, but, like, yeah, it's just <laughs> as much as – as great as it is to have talent throughout the roster, they're just at a stage where there has to be a consolidation move somewhere because – like you just yeah. mentioned, like even with Doug gone, like, okay, Duarte is clearly replacing him in the rotation. Yeah. Um, maybe not in exact minute wise, but like in terms of a guy who has to play right there. Um, like, I, I just, I don't know what the answer is. Like there's, there's 13 guys here who I think are all deserving of NBA minutes. We added, I mean, the team added Tory Craig. We don't know what's going to happen with Keelan right, Martin right. yet because his, uh, I didn't even mention him. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like Keelan Martin's uh, guarantee date, they got pushed back. I don't know the exact date for it, but it's coming up soon, uh, which means, I mean, I think the team clearly still has interest in keeping him around. Um, we don't know who the 15th man on the roster is going to be like, not that the 15th man is going to play, but point being like, there's just, there has to be something somewhere. Like, I, I, I don't know, like we're seeing now, like Memphis is, is in the same boat in some ways. I think they're a little bit more talented throughout their depth, but I mean, they just made like their fourth move of the off season, but Again, it's not even yeah. for a big fish. It's like looking at, okay, well, they added Jared Culver today. And I like Jared Culver a lot, but where is this guy playing? Like, that's how I'm feeling about this Pacers <laughs> team right now in some ways. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm I'm sure that Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan and, and the whole brain trust of the front office is looking at stuff, but um, I'm just not uh, – I'm not entirely sold yet because I don't want to go through another season of thinking about how – the team needs to consolidate, but I'm sure that that's, that's well on the horizon. So we'll see what happens. Do you have any uh, last, last things that, that you want to hit before we get out of here, Tom? No, just, I mean, I, I've, I've still maintained that they're going to be making some kind of move before the uh, training camp opens up. But obviously as a, as the summer keeps going on, it seems less likely. Um, but yeah, that it, cause it just makes sense. Um, like you say, but um, um if and when that happens, I guess we'll be ready to talk about it. <laughs> yes, most definitely. 
Well, Tom, this was great. I'm glad we could catch up. We'll uh, have a lot more stuff coming soon. I'm sure uh, as things keep to keep unfolding Um, to everyone listening. Thank you for listening. And most importantly, just have a good rest of your day.